Welcome back to our Mindfulness podcast. Today we're going to be speaking about grief. Firstly, just want to say sorry to everyone who is grieving at the moment, um, especially the loss of a loved one. We also know that there are many different types of grief, like grief of friendships, marriages, jobs. Um, so we just want to start the conversation around grief today. And just as a disclaimer, we are not mental health professionals, unless you guys are. <laughs> um, so we have a list of mental health professionals on our website, if that's what you need. And we also have lay counselors at Liberty Church also available on our website. So to start, Let's start by introducing ourselves um, and our favorite comfort food. So I'll go first. Um, my name is Amy, and my favorite comfort food is penne arrabbiata. <laughs> <laughs> that was very specific. <laughs> um, my name is Aurora, and my favorite food is pasta, any pasta, <laughs> with a lot of cheese. Oh, yes, cheese. <laughs> oh, my name is Karen, and my favorite comfort food chocolate <laughs> especially from Switzerland <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best chocolate. Um, so today obviously it's a really serious topic and I've chosen you both because I've seen that both of you have gone through um, horrendous grief in your life but you have both um, navigated it so well so that's why I wanted to have you both here today to to chat about this um, so Karen do you want to start and um, what is your grief story or your grief experience okay so um, both my brothers were killed in car accidents nine months mm -hmm. apart. So one of my brothers was um, 24, and then nine months later, my brother Dean, he um, died in a car accident. And then nine months later, Michelle, um, DJ's um, sister, my sister-in-law, died in a car accident. So it was compounded over 18 months. We lost three young people. Yeah. And raw. What is your... Uh, mine was my dad. Um, last year in May, he got diagnosed with cancer. And then uh, we thought it was going to be okay. You know, we didn't... Like, they didn't tell us how bad it was in the beginning. Mm. So mm. we were just like, okay, cool. We can deal with it. Mm. But then seven months later, December, he was gone. So it was a very, very short, um, mm. like, process. Just yeah. very quick. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, and... Karen, obviously yours was a long time ago. Um, wh what was like the church's response to to you grieving in that time? Yes. So it was 35 years ago. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's like a flash. Mm. Time goes so fast. Yeah. And the church at that time, I had good responses and I had bad advice as well. And um, one of the... Um, uh, things that came through a lot is, so do you think they went to heaven sure. um, to ask those kind of questions? And um, But surely he, one of them was backslidden. Um, surely he's not going to heaven. Sure. And I had to learn scriptures like um, that God judges justly mm -hmm. and I can trust him with the judgment of my brothers. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that the church did is too soon after the grief, um, they said, you must praise God in all circumstances and give thanks. You know, the sure. 1 Thessalonians 5, which I totally believe in. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> it wasn't appropriate for then mm -hmm. because I was grieving. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't just be thankful then. Mm -hmm. And I was also a young Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, 
And what were your emotions around that time? Like, did you, because I know there's like a stigma around like if you should be angry or shouldn't be angry or how you should be uh, grieved. Yeah. So like, how did you process? Yeah. Well, fortunately, I knew about the Kubler-Ross, you know, the kind of psychology that um, the cycle that people had observed, that people go through with grief. And I remember the first brother, when he died, um, I just screamed, it can't be true, it can't be true. Yeah. I hit anything and everything. Sure. And, yeah. um, so the first thing is shock. It's total shock. Mm-hmm. It can't be true, it's denial. So it's that first stage of grief that's a denial. Mm-hmm. And even a human being, even a spiritual human being, mm-hmm you're going to go through that because mm-hmm. that's how God's created us. Mm-hmm. So you will have denial, that, and then you're bargaining. Um, anger is a huge part, and um, I didn't deal very well. Um, I was always um, quite an aggressive sportswoman, <laughs> and so I was quite angry. And sure. DJ, at that time, we were newly married, um, just two years, <laughs> and he was amazing with me. Mm. Um, because he helped me understand people saying stupid things and people saying insensitive things mm. so that, you you know, you could get an idea that people don't all understand and some of them have mm. had not lost someone in their mm. lives, so mm. they're not aware. And then going through bargaining, like, I'll do anything to make it different again, yeah. you know, um, mm. and the whole why thing. Yeah. Is, is a huge thing and it becomes a theological debate and I think mm. theologians speak about it because why would a loving God mm. allow this to happen? <laughs> and is he in control and did he do this mm. to my brothers? And um, I realized that God is God mm. and he is in control. Yeah. <laughs> but on this earth, Evil happens, yeah. mm. and it's sure. a it's a earth where there is sickness mm. and where there are people that murder people. Mm. But one thing I know for sure is that scripture in John ten uh, twenty eight, where it says nobody can snatch his mm. own out sure. of his hand. Mm. So we are safely in God's hand. Mm. So if I died of murder, if I died in a car accident, if I died in a plane accident, I know it's my time in God because no one else can snatch oh, me out yeah. of his hand at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yours is so recent. And what has your experience been like with church or family or friends in mm-hmm. terms of grieving? Responses? Sure. So <laughs> um, I think it was it was different to Pastor Karen's because mm. um, one, my father was not like around. Right. He was in the US. So mm. we left like literally the day he passed away. He mm. passed away that morning and we were out in the evening. Mm. So I didn't really see people mm. like the few people that came home. Mm. That was my like experience of community, like right, you mm. know, mm. in the midst of it. <coughs> um, and then while we were there as well, I was away for like a month and a half or something. Mm. So I was very secluded. We really had time for just the three of us, my mom, wow. my sister and I to like deal mm. and like, you know, try and start to figure out like what our new normal is going to look like. Mm. So, um, but then when I came back, that's when, you know, things started moving. And I think it, it was very different because I had done a lot of processing for myself um, in quiet mm. in like, you know, without people around me. So it mm. was easier for me to like deal with the insensitivity that people would come to me with, you mm. know, the 
like time heals all wounds and those like standard yeah. <laughs> they, they mean well yes, yeah. yeah and so i think because i had my time in quiet i was mm. able to see like Face yeah that. they mean well mm. it wasn't like it didn't mm. anger me it didn't make me think they were stupid it was mm. just like you know i could accept yes. it and like carry on with the conversation mm. yeah mm. and i think also because of just where the world is now when it mm. comes to social um mental health and like destigmatizing it mm. um the church where it wasn't a big issue like it mm. was there wasn't anything weird or mm. like you know mm. if i was a certain way or angry or you know not my mm. normal self it wasn't mm. looked you know i wasn't looked at in a bad way because i think we're all starting to learn you know that mental health or a uh, battling mental health mm. is okay mm. you know as long as you're going through it mm. and you know trying to fix it so mm. yeah so i think it, that really helped like the time of you know yeah. where we are in society mm. helped that mm. for me yeah. mm. and you and your sister and your mom did you all grieve differently yes yeah so when we were in america my mom and my sister were always talking about my dad and i drew away from that mm. they were always in the bedroom speaking about like stories and everything and i sat by myself mm. in the living room because i couldn't mm. it sure. actually made me angry yeah. um and i don't know why like i still i can't mm. explain why mm. it made, but it annoyed me so much like every time i heard them talking about it, i was just like honestly you know and it, mm. it wasn't hurtful mm. nothing like i was just very angry yeah, sure. and didn't yes. understand why they were you know speaking about him so mm. that was very different like it helped them like remembering Christ. stories and whatever and i was just not interested sure. and yeah so i drew away mm. um yeah and i that that was my the difference in me mm. but when we came back like mm. being home that opened it up for me. Okay. So I think it was just the di- maybe it was the different environment that I had no idea where I was. So I was just yeah. protecting like everything. Mm. You know, I really didn't know what was happening. Mm. So to like open myself up to all of that in like a completely different, different place, place. I was just like no way. So when sure. I came home then I, you know, my friends were around and I saw the switch because then I always went out with my friends to like or had them over to mm. you know yes. try and like you know express like where i am and mm. stuff like that and my mom and my sister were the complete opposite they were always at home no one was coming over for mm. them you know mm. so yeah so i think i just needed yeah i needed my people mm. and my space wow. and my mom and my sister needed to do it like right at that moment yeah. kind of wow. thing yeah. yeah and when you went through your grief how did you were you and your family reacting the same way or differently to grief um so i was married so um i was angry crying i felt the hurt i felt the hurt for a long time my brother and my oldest brother and i were very close um my dad was strong mm. and just remained strong mm. and my mom was in pieces and so was my brother mm, mm. So I think you all you all um you know the stages you go through mm. you can go through them like three times in one day mm. yeah and jump from one to the yeah. other you f- you feel like you're going crazy yeah. you don't mm. know how you wish you could escape mm. but there's no way to escape because the emotions are there mm. and you actually have to go through this mm. and um was doing a funeral memorial like for, for both of you was it like a healing thing or was it petrifying how did you feel doing that funeral um for me it brought a lot of closure okay. because it was very tricky for me honestly mm. and my sister we had this conversation a lot mm. because so my dad my parents moved yes. and we hadn't seen them in 2 years yeah. and so when he passed away that day everyone started posting his picture and everything and we couldn't click 
like put the two together because we had seen him on a video call like two days before he passed and he looked completely different. Like mm. he was very sick. And I think that was the first time in the whole seven month journey that I thought, okay, maybe God's going to do it differently. Like it's mm. not going to work out the way we yes. did. Like literally till the last moment I wow. believed. So when I saw him that day, like that threw me and that mm. was the last image I had of my father. Gosh. So then seeing everybody post like his normal pictures, I was just like, what's happening? You know, like me and Kahal were just looking at each other like, but... These are his Facebook pictures, like it's not his birthday, you know, like why are they being weird yes, kind of thing. Yes. So it was difficult to put it together. Mm. And then um, when we got to see his body for the first time, like a piece like rushed over wow. me and my sister, like she sure. had the exact same reaction. We were both just like, oh, like it is, it is him. And I think also because like seeing him on that video call, he looked very different. Like we mm. could understand it was him, you know, mm. he was alive. We, yes. were, we knew, we were just like shocked and sad to see him that way. Sure. But seeing his body, like he <laughs> looked like himself again. Yeah. He was so calm, like even though he was thin, but like mm. his hair was cute, like always. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so seeing that he looked like the WhatsApp pictures that everyone is mm. posting. Mm. So that helped us put it together. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was also like, oh, like, okay, no. Yeah, like he's really gone mm. now, you know. Yes. So mm. it really, it brought closure to me, but it also like made it difficult because like now I had to accept that mm. it's gone. Like people were not confused. It wasn't yes. two different things yes. happening at the same time, you know. Mm. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing thing that that body, you realize yeah. is just a tent. Yeah. And um, when I was at varsity in medical school, I used to, we dissected the human body. And you just see that it's the tent of the person, mm. but the spirit's gone. Yeah. Mm. And um, that tent was just used for a while. Yeah. I just think that God never intended for us to die. Mm. If, if, we, if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned in the garden, we would yeah. live forever. And that's yeah. why... Um, <laughs> when I get to heaven. That, that's why grief is so incredibly difficult mm -hmm. to go through and so mm -hmm. traumatic mm -hmm. because uh, there's only one person like that and you'll never have them back. Aww. You listen for their footsteps. You mm -hmm. listen for their – you think that was them. You imagine yeah. seeing them in another country. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is quite strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. But it does. The, I think the memorial service mm -hmm. brings closure. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, definitely. So what were your, either of you, um, your wins or like coping mechanisms that were really healthy and good and that you'd be like, okay, this I did really well and I'd recommend someone else going through grief mm -hmm. to do? Cry <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You cry a lot. Mm -hmm. You get angry <laughs> What would that be um, your role? For me, I, I don't think I really did anything, mm -hmm. but I allowed myself to just feel whatever was going through. I think that was my biggest help. So mm. if I was not in the mood to do anything, mm. like mm. whether it's bathing or eating mm. or whatever it was, I just mm. didn't yeah, do it. Yeah. And so I... Good didn't, you know, belittle myself or berate myself for not doing it, you know, mm. for so not making good. my bed, for not f finishing my dinner. I did, it was okay. I had a little bit and that was fine, you know. Wow. And then when we got home, I, because now I had to get back into the swing of things and going to work and everything, then I noticed that, you know what, okay, I'm going to be around people so mm. I can't just not, you know, mm. do certain things. So I realized with my attitude when I was getting snappy and like, mm rude and stuff, then I would book an appointment with my counsellor because then I was like, okay, okay, there is something in here that's not okay and because I can't not bath, because I can't not eat, because I can't, mm. you know, not sleep and because I'm living, 
um, it's coming out in like an ugly attitude. Yes. So I need to go mm. and sort that out with uh, my counselor. So that's what sure. I did. I would go, I'd book a, uh, a session mm. and then really like it would clear out everything wow. that was clogged up in me. That's so good. And then I'd, you know, go for another yeah. two months and then, yeah. 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 So that was my You're thing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've often spoken about, like in conversations on the couch at home, about how you would throw yourself into the word, like mm. just in those Initially, seasons. I didn't. Yeah. I was angry with God, and I said, you're in control, and I was really angry. I was throwing a fist at mm. heaven mm. and saying, um, you know, they're so young, mm. and why? And, um, and then um, I did my little tantrums for quite a long time. <laughs> and I also threatened that I'd be the worst pastor's wife ever sure. to DJ because I didn't get my way and my brothers went around. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. And he put up with all of that. And then God just put scriptures in my, in my, in my mind, like, trust in me with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. And um, and I thought, okay, I'll try and do that. Mm. <laughs> and it's 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 getting to hear his word mm. and trust him completely. Mm. And um, I then decided, you know what? I've tasted and seen that the sure. Lord is mm. good, mm. and I can never deny him. Not mm. even through these deaths, I yeah. could never deny him. Yeah. Mm. And so I'll throw myself onto the word and I want to, for the rest of my life, fight mm-hmm. against the kingdom of Satan. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so I think that's what uh, I did. And then I just pumped myself and brain- brainwashed myself with ministry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And uh, God also said to me, I want you to worship. Go through Psalms and worship. Mm. And also study my character. Because God's character mm. doesn't change. If he is wow. God, he is God. <laughs> if you die yeah. of cancer, mm. he's still loving. Yeah. Mm. He still heals. Mm. If you um, die of a car crash, mm. God is still in control. Mm. He's still kind. Sure. Um, and so I had to get to that place mm. in myself mm. that I would not say that God is terrible mm. or you know, out of control. I don't yeah. know how you felt, but that was my mm. absolute rock because mm. I knew him. Mm. I could not deny yeah. that he's still good. Yeah. yeah. Same. That was me as well. And mm. I tried. I tried to, like, debunk who he was. I tried so hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Like, I can't even... The one day I was so angry. Mm. I can't remember what I was saying. Mm. But I just know that I was so angry and, like, going against everything what the Bible, everything that the Bible says. And all in my head, like, all of this mm. is happening in my head. Mm. I'm just like, you know, like, my life sucks and everything. And just Holy Spirit, I, I guess, mm. like, just debunks what I'm trying to debunk, wow. you know? Like, mm. no, you know, like, that's not true. Like, mm. and I got so angry. I was like, you know what? I'm so angry and I want to be angry and, like, run away. But I, my spirit can't. Wow. Like, it's not even allowing. Like, it's letting me say all of these things, but it's not letting me believe it, mm. you know? Like, I could not believe my, what I was saying to myself. Mm. So it was just, sure. like, it was crazy that, you know, it's so, like, my belief and, like, my trust in God is so deep-seated Deep. that even if I'm trying mm. to lie to myself, like, myself was not letting <laughs> me, you know? Yes. So, 
That's what yeah. struck me, and that's why I voice noted you because <laughs> when you spoke at the at the memorial, or the funeral, and you were just so you were saying how you hate this, and this is mm. never how you wanted it to be, but it you know that you know that it's God's timing, and yeah. there was just that like unshakable faith, and mm. that foundation mm. is so obvious, and yeah, I mean just in the midst of your grief, it wasn't like ten years later; it was mm. in the midst of it that you could have that it was just so powerful. Mm. I think to anyone, I think watching. it's very powerful if you have a relationship with God. Mm. And, and you know him well and you know his word well because mm. you've experienced him. Yeah. I think it's very powerful. Mm. I can't imagine what, it, what trying to go through grief and understand life mm. must be like without him. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, last question. Um, how do you guys think people can help their family or friends that are grieving? What were nice things people did or said to you or comforted you? I'm just thinking um, probably the best person that handled it with such maturity was my husband. Mm. Um, because he was patient. He mm. never gave me all the answers. Mm. He knew some of them and he knew I knew them. So he didn't have to preach at me. Mm. Um, he was very kind. He would do anything to let me rest if mm. I needed uh, sleep. He would allow me to have tantrums and be very angry. But he knew my older brother mm. before me. <laughs> and so, you know, he had a relationship with, with Gary. And um, and I think he was probably the most steadfast and then my best friends mm -hmm. were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes later you've got to call people out and say, but is that really true? Is God really like that when someone's telling a, a lie, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, for me, I vented. Mm. So I was unruly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I vented a lot as well. Um, but I don't think in an angry way. It mm. was just like it, my head was heavy, mm. you know, so mm. I had to speak. Mm. And I, my friends, even my mom and my sister, gave me the space to just do that. And so I think good. that was very helpful. Like no one was constantly texting me. And like there was, there was a text saying that, like, I'm here yes, and whatever yes. you need, you know. And I think because also of the relationship that I've built with my friends, mm. um, that's that's just how we are mm. in good times and in bad times. So I knew that the silence didn't mean anything weird. Mm. But as soon as I texted, mm. not a minute passed and they replied. <laughs> they were waiting. So, yeah, so it was never – so I knew that, like, if I was having a good day and I never said – didn't say anything mm. to them, they were fine. But mm. if I was having a bad day and it has been, like, three months since I texted them – they were still going to reply to me in mm. that minute, you know. Mm. So that was very helpful. And I think it's just, like, testament to the relationship we've yes. built. So, yeah. And then for my my mom and my sister as well, we just leave each other to be whatever it wow. needs to be, you know. The only thing that we, like, fought about, or not even fought, but, like, you know, fought through was coming mm. back to church. That mm. was our only thing. Because mm. in America, we didn't go to church once. Mm. I th we went once, actually. Mm. And we, when we came back that first Sunday, my sister and I were at church. <laughs> and then we had to, like... Um, fight I'd say with my mm. mom for her to get into that as well mm. and she got back to church as well so that mm. was the only thing that like we had to you know speak ourselves mm. you know force ourselves to do mm. and now it's just it's normal again mm. like, we, it's Sunday you go to church you know so that's good uh, it's strange enough because the mm. place you should feel the most relaxed in yeah yeah and um I, I think I remember going up for every altar call mm. and I just cry and cry and then mm. people would say you know what it's time now you know mm. it's gone past yeah 
But you bump into people three years later and they say, how's Gary doing in Asti? And in the middle of the shopping centre, you you're crying yeah. mm. because you just don't expect it. Yeah. Mm. So it's a shock again. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah. Well, thank you both. Um, and we hope, obviously, that this conversation has helped um, with, with all things grief. Um, I just want to ask maybe, Karen, if you can pray for us mm. to end. Lord, I want to pray for each person because none of us can escape it mm. that have lost a massive amount, whether it's uh, a situation or, or people or very close friends or family. Lord, I pray that you bring peace that passes all understanding, that you would touch each person's heart, Lord, and that they would know that you are the lover of our souls. And though we suffer things on this planet, that Father, when we move to the when we die ourselves, that we are with you straight away, and so were our loved ones. And so, Father, I thank you that you walk with us every day. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope this conversation has helped you. Uh, we also have a lot of grief resources at Liberty Church. We have Grief Share. We have um, a list of professionals, as I said, on our website. But we also recommend What's Your Grief podcast. But if you have any other questions or any other advice you need um, around grief, please email kirsten at lty.church.